0: Well, today is Mother's Day, and uh, we just wish all the mothers here a happy Mother's Day. uh, Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And so God tells us to honor our parents. And today uh, we're honoring the mothers that God has blessed us with. Uh, We appreciate all your sacrifices. Uh, We appreciate all your hard work in raising your children for the Lord over the years and So I want to say to all the mothers here, uh, thank you for giving of yourself in so, so many ways. We appreciate and love you. And so could we have all the mothers stand so that we can honor them today? If you're a mom here today, please, please stand. I'd like you to stay standing until our ushers come around with uh, flowers for you. When you receive your flower, uh, you may be seated. Okay, let's let's just pray for the mothers as well. Join me as I pray. Father, we just thank you for every mother here. And uh, <clears throat> as a father, we can't really totally understand what a mother goes through, but we just thank you, God, for, for blessing us with the mothers that you've put into our families as they've raised their children for you, uh, as they've cried with their children, as they've taught their children, as they've walked with their children, as they hugged their children, as they supported their children, uh, both those that are, still have children at home and those whose children have left, uh, they're still their moms and they still continue to pray. We pray, God, that uh, this morning you'd encourage the hearts of every mother and that you would let them know how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, and how much you're with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, being a a godly mother, I think, is one of the most difficult tasks in the world. As a mother, you have the privilege and the responsibility of, of raising the next generation, all the way from the cradle until adulthood. The only way to fulfill that kind of tough job as a mom is through God's power. And so I'd like us to watch a short, humorous video called Epic Mother's Day Trailer. It's about what moms go through. Well, the God-given powers of mothers are amazing, aren't they? And uh, God is with them. But seriously, the task of a mom is to raise children who are believers, committed to following the Lord Jesus Christ. In essence, as a mom, God wants you and is going to help you to duplicate your faith in your children's lives. Let's look at the first verse now. In your bulletins, uh, there's a handout. White page has the outline written out with the verses, as well as questions on the back. That I'd encourage you to look at this week. Second Timothy one five, Paul writes, he says, I am reminded, he's writing here to Timothy, of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. And so Timothy's faith had been passed down to him by his mother Eunice and Eunice had learned her faith, learned about Jesus Christ from her mother Lois which was Timothy's grandmother and so we see the faith And we don't know about the fathers here, but perhaps the mothers were the believers, and they passed their faith down to their children, coming down to Timothy. Now, each person must make their own decision with regard to believing in Jesus Christ, but mothers who pray for their children, mothers who teach their children about Jesus, will see their children saved. And that's what we're going to talk about today, a praying mother. We're going to look at the story of a mother in the Bible called Hannah. And from this story, we are going to discover five traits of praying mothers that God has blessed them with. You can't be, I believe, a praying mother, uh, a successful mother without prayer. Prayer is essential to being a success as a mother for the Lord. Now mothers need to pray for their children, both when their children are at home and after their children leave home. Your task as a mother to continue to pray for your children and cover them in prayer. The story we're going to be looking at today is found in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. I'd encourage you to read the whole story this week. We're just going to be looking at the highlights this morning. So the first trait of a praying mother is that praying mothers have real problems. Just because a mother prays doesn't mean she's not going to have problems. Uh, So If you thought, you know, you pray and all your problems just disappear, it really doesn't work that way. Praying mothers have problems, but through prayer, God can walk with you through those problems, God can help you solve those problems, and that's what we're going to see in this story this morning. Now, Hannah was the wife of a man named Alkanah, and Hannah's first problem was that she wasn't Alkanah's only wife. Alkanah had two wives. Her second wife was named Penina. Now, People wonder, they ask me from time to time, why did why did men have multiple wives in the Old Testament? Well, God's word never condones multiple wives. Uh, in the beginning, uh, marriage is about one man with one woman. And every time there are multiple wives in the Bible in a family, there are problems, usually big problems. And we see problems here. This is not, is not God's best. And so... Just having a rival wife was not Hannah's only problem. The problem was Penina, the other wife, had children, and Hannah had none. And the, the two wives didn't get along so well. First Timothy 1.6 says, Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival, that's Penina, kept provoking her in order to irritate her. And so Hannah wanted children. Uh, but God, it says here, had closed her womb. He had made it not possible for her to have children. And on top of that, Penina, the other wife, made fun of her all the time that she had children. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Elkanah, who was Hannah's husband, the Bible tells us that he loved her, but he wasn't very sensitive. Here's what Elkanah said. Ladies, you can tell me if this would comfort you or not. Her husband Alcana would say to her, Hannah, are you why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Sensitive or not sensitive, sensitive up or down? Okay, I, I think down, right? Because not only did uh Alkanah had two wives, so in essence Hannah only had half of him to begin with. And Secondly, I think it's pretty insensitive of Alcana to compare a husband to children. I mean, every, every wife wants children. And so Hannah had problems, both with her husband and with having children. Now, we know from the verses we read that it was God that caused Hannah's womb to be closed, as we'll see for a time. And so God allows problems to come into the lives of every person, whether you're a believer or You're an unbeliever. Why does he do it? What is God's purpose? He allows problems to come into our lives so that we'll seek him for answers. You know, it's human nature. If everything's just going wonderful, what do we think? We can handle it by ourselves. We don't really need God. But when we have problems, then we turn to God. And so he allows problems to come into our lives. And so this morning, I can confidently say that God has allowed problems in your life. If you're alive, you're breathing you have some problems. Now some of us have bigger problems than others. Problems sometimes are big and sometimes they're small. But each of us is dealing with problems. And God doesn't allow those problems to come into our lives just to cause us pain or sorrow. He allows those so that we can turn to him in prayer and find solutions so that we can draw closer to him. And so this morning, think about the problems you have in your life. And as I said, I'm convinced everybody here has problems. I have problems, you have problems. Resolve to seek God in prayer about those problems, about those difficulties. And he alone can help us with them. And so praying mothers have problems, but they pray with faith. They pray with faith. They turn to God in the midst of their problems, and they don't blame him for their problems, but they ask him for help. And that's what Hannah did on one of her trips to the temple in Shiloh. Hannah and her husband, Elkanah, and I presume the other wife, Peninnah, and the children would take a trip every year to the temple in Shiloh. It was quite a distance from where they lived. In verse 10, when Hannah got to the temple, it says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And so this was, as we'll see, this is all about Hannah not being able to have children. She really wanted children. It was the desire of her heart. And yet it wasn't happening. And it was being robbed in by this other wife on top of it. And so she cried before the Lord. She poured out her heart, all of her feelings about the things that she was dealing with. And she continued to pray in verse 11. And it says, and she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head and so, in this prayer, Hannah addresses God as the Lord Almighty. she understood that God was all-powerful, that nothing was impossible for him, and so she prayed a very specific prayer it was a prayer asking for a son. And she promised that if God granted her prayer request for a son, that she would give that boy back to the Lord for the rest of his life. Now, Hannah continued to pray in the temple for a time. And then the Bible records in verse 18, then she went her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So why did Hannah's attitude change? I mean, she was Weeping, she was sorrowful, and now her face was no longer downcast. Why was she no longer discouraged? I believe because she now had prayed, she had prayed a prayer of faith. She believed that God had heard her and that the answer was on its way. And so she believed in the power of God to meet her need. You see, it's possible to pray, but to pray in unbelief. Sometimes people bring their problems to God and they end up blaming God for their problems. Hannah could have done that. Because in essence, the Bible tells us it, it was God who closed her womb. God, why did you close my womb? Why can't I have children? What's wrong with you? Why are you blessing this irritating rival wife that I have to deal with day in, day out with all these kids and I have none? She could have blamed God, but she didn't. She prayed in faith. She was trusting in God's goodness. Now, why did God close Hannah's womb? Now, the Bible doesn't tell us directly, but we know he had a purpose in it. God doesn't do anything without a purpose. And so we can speculate. Perhaps God closed Hannah's womb so that he could demonstrate that he was a God who answered prayer. Perhaps God's purpose was so that Hannah would dedicate her son to the Lord And God would use him mightily, as we're going to see actually happened. And so God has a purpose in any problem that he allows to come into your life. And so as mothers this morning, directing the message to mothers, talking to mothers this morning, of course the principles apply to each and every person, including fathers and people who don't have children. All the principles apply. And so as a mother, what problems are you facing in your life and family at this time. Perhaps there might be a health problem in somebody's life, or perhaps a child has a learning disability, or perhaps an older child, or maybe even one who's not in the home anymore, has little interest in the things of God and seems to be going in a wrong direction in their lives. It could be all kinds of things, whatever it is. Bring those problems to God in prayer. Pray each and every day for your children and your grandchildren. If you have grandchildren, pray for them as well, believing that God will hear and answer your prayers. Because as you pray in faith, as you persevere, God will answer your prayers for your family in his time and in his way. Because praying mothers who pray in faith will receive God's answer. Prayer is one of the most powerful forces in the universe because it connects Finite human beings like you and me with an infinite God who has infinite power to do whatever he chooses. And when you connect with God in prayer, incredible things happen. 1 Samuel verse 19, early the next morning they, it's the Alkana and Hannah's family, they arose and worshiped before the Lord and then went back to their home at Ramah. Alkana made love to his wife Hannah and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. And so before leaving the temple, Hannah and her husband, Alkanah, worshiped the Lord. and that very same year, the Lord answered Hannah's prayer, and she conceived and gave birth to a son named Samuel. Now in the Hebrew language, Samuel sounds like the Hebrew for "heard of God. And she named him Samuel because God heard her prayer. And so Samuel's very name reflects Hannah's answer to prayer from God as she had prayed in faith. And through the course of her prayers, and I believe Hannah was praying to God before she even got to the temple. That's just the prayer that's recorded. She'd been praying for a long time that God would bless her with a son. And I believe during that long course of prayer that God prepared her heart to receive his answer and his plan for her son's life, which, as we'll see, was not the normal way that things usually went. And it took a lot of faith for her to accept God's plan. But in faith, Hannah accepted God's plan and his answer and believed that it would happen. And so as a mother this morning, are you praying for your children? So often we tend to focus on the immediate and immediate problems of today and tomorrow. And those are good that we pray about them. How the kids are doing in school, protect them for this and give them wisdom and guidance and that. That's, that's all important. But what about the longer term future? As mothers, we should be praying, or not we, you should be, (laughs) you should be praying about that as well. Be careful how I speak here this morning. Are you praying for your child's walk with God after they leave the home? Are you praying for your child's future career? For their spouse, for their family, for their children? All of these things, as a mother, you can be praying for. Are you praying that God would fulfill his purpose in their life? That they wouldn't follow their own way, but they would follow God's way? Now those answers for those prayers prayed about the distant future aren't going to be seen today and tomorrow, but those prayers, prayed in faith, prepare your children for the rest of their lives. Now not only do praying mothers receive God's answer, praying mothers give their children to God. Now we've already talked about Hannah's vow to God. The essence of her prayer was that if God would give her a son, then she would give that son back to God for his whole life. And what that meant for Hannah was that her son Samuel, she would give him to be raised in the temple far away from her home by Eli the priest. And so that's what she did. After Samuel was born, Hannah waited until he was weaned, which would have been about when he was three years old. People. Uh, reason. And so about three years after Samuel's birth, Hannah took him along with a sacrifice to the temple of Shiloh, and she presented him to Eli. And she said in verse 27, "I, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. And so Hannah kept her promise." To the Lord. It seems to me it would have been hard to give up your one and only child to the Lord to be raised in the temple by this old priest, Eli, which, well, we won't get into it, but he wasn't an exemplary example of being a parent himself. To be raised by him at only beginning at three years old. But she did it. She kept her promise to the Lord. And I'm sure that Hannah continued to pray for Samuel each and every day. And once a year, the Bible records, she came to the temple to worship. They made a long trip to Shiloh. She came to worship, and she had sewed him a little coat, that she gave him a new coat as he kept growing every year, and he wore the coat or robe that she had sewn for him. Psalm 127.3 said, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. And so children are not a burden, children are not a burden either to families or to our society. The, the Bible tells us that children are a blessing, they're a reward from the Lord to mothers and fathers, and they're a gift. Uh, they're a gift in the sense that parents have the privilege to raise their children for God. Parents don't own their children, God owns our children And we understand that our children are God's and we give them back to him. Now, what does it mean for a mother to give her children back to the Lord today? To give your children to the Lord is to acknowledge that they are God's and not yours, that God has a plan for your life and you want your children to follow God's plan, not your plan. Now God may help you to see his plan and you may help your children to walk in that plan, but it's ultimately God's plan not your plan for your children's lives. Giving your children to the Lord today means committing yourself to raising them in God's way for the children that are at home, seeking God's purpose for their life, praying with them, praying for them, teaching them the Word of God. The primary responsibility for training children in the ways of God rests in the parents, the father and the mother, church helps along but the primary responsibility rests in the parents. Now one of the ways that's helpful for for parents to give their children to the Lord is to publicly do this, to publicly dedicate their children to the Lord. And at life church from time to time we have a short ceremony in which parents dedicate their children to the Lord. And we haven't done it for a while, it's kind of isn't come up, but if you've never done that with your children, I'd encourage you uh, to let me know about it. Put a note on your Connect card that you'd like to dedicate your children to the Lord, and we can have a short service on a Sunday morning—a short, little time where we pray for your children, and you will dedicate them to the Lord for the rest of their lives. And so, let me know. Uh, parents, uh, children can be dedicated at any age. I encourage children to be dedicated at an early age, if if you're here with young children, they can be dedicated as infants. Now, that doesn't mean they're saved. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything particular with respect to the children other than you as a parent are committing your life to raising them for the Lord. You are dedicating them to God. And so if you have questions about that, feel free to let me know. And uh, we'd love to uh, give you an opportunity, opportunity to de- dedicate your children to the Lord. And so praying mothers give their children to God. Finally, praying mothers are filled with praise. And so Hannah had brought Samuel to the temple, gave him to the Lord, but she wasn't sad. Uh, You might have thought, oh, she's crying, I'm never going to see him, I'm only going to see him once a year, and and really, after she gave Samuel to, to the Lord and went back home, how many children did she have left? None. She had no children again. But she wasn't sad. She was filled with praise. She was filled with thanksgiving. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, Hannah prays and, and really prophesies about the power of the Lord. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 1, then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. And so not only did Hannah rejoice in the Lord, that he had given her a son. I, I believe she knew. God had given her an indication that Samuel was a very special son. He was not just any old child, not that any child, any old child, but he had a very special destiny on his life. And he was going to be used greatly by God. And Samuel turned out to be a, a great prophet of the Lord in in Israel known far and wide for his powerful prayers and of course the books of 1st and 2nd Samuel are all about Samuel this great prophet used of God 1st Samuel 226 says and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people and so God was with Samuel in the temple being raised by an old priest Eli who didn't do so good with his own his own sons but Samuel grew strong, he grew spiritually, he grew physically, he grew in his relationship with other people, and I believe that Hannah was continuing to pray for Samuel, and her prayers had a powerful effect on his life, even though she couldn't be with him in his formative years. And so what happened to Hannah? She'd given Samuel to God, she had no children at home, while we read about it in verse 21. Verse 21 and the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She gave birth to three sons and two daughters. And so God continued to bless Hannah, not only with Samuel, but he gave her five more children to raise for him. And so Hannah went through some tough times in her life, but she was a praying mother. Her tears turned to praise. God answered her prayers and blessed her family. And so Moms, this morning, your hearts can be filled with praise too. As you lift up your problems to God, as you seek Him, as you pray in faith, there's nothing more fulfilling than seeing your children walking with God. Although, there's nothing more heart-rending than seeing your children walking away from God. What makes the difference? Prayer. The difference is made by a praying mother who doesn't give up. Praying mothers can praise God that he will bring the answer as they continue to pray for their children. And so praying mothers have great power, have great influence in the lives of their children's lives for God. And as your children grow in God, they are going to impact the world for him. They are going to follow him. Praying mothers have real problems, but as they pray in faith, God will answer. Give your children to God and allow him to direct them in his paths and praise him for what he's going to do. Moms, the most important thing I believe that you can do for your children is to pray for them day in and day out. And My prayer for you is that you would be faithful to be a praying mom. Now, to be a praying mother, obviously, you have to have a relationship with God. To have a relationship with God, you need to admit that you've sinned, you've done wrong things. You need to put your faith and trust and believe in Jesus Christ to forgive your sins, and you need to commit your life to following Him all the days of your life. So let's bow our heads right now. I'm going to pray a simple prayer, and if you're here this morning and you're not sure that you're a believer you're not sure that God hears your prayers I'd encourage you to pray with me whether you're a mother or or not perhaps this morning you feel like you've wandered away from God and and you're not following him well pray this prayer to recommit your life to God this morning pray something like this say father today I admit that I've sinned I've done wrong things I've been following my own plans and desires in my life. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I commit my life to following you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross, that my sins might be forgiven. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you, God, for coming into my life and saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for all the mothers that are here today. We thank you for how you've blessed them with children to raise for you. We thank you for the privilege of presenting our children to you in prayer. God, we pray that you'd help each mother here to be faithful in praying for her children and for those who have grandchildren as well. Help Moms to pray for their children when they're in their homes, even though things are very busy and hectic, and when they leave home, God, we pray. We pray that each mother would give her children to God and entrust them to Him through her prayers. We thank you, God, for the answer to the prayers that are coming, God, that will bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you've made a commitment or a recommitment of your life, Yes?